Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docuseries with my husband after seeing the lack of Black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships. We were actually being told there was a Black marriage crisis. So I asked Black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews. Okay, you can go first. (laughs) Here's what happened. I was a senior, uh, 12th grade. Carmen was in 10th grade. Um, Actually, I saw her walking through the hall, so we passed each other. Um, I knew she was going out for the majorettes. A majorette, they used to practice behind the school. And we fellas used to go behind there and stand at the gate and look at the girls practice and make our little cat calls and all other stuff. That's what we did. I'm t- it, it was a tradition. The women would practice there and the majorettes, the, uh, what was the girls that tw- tore all the rifles? Uh, the color guards. Color guards. And yeah. you had the cheerleaders. So all three of these groups were back there practicing. And all the guys would line up around the fences, and we would just holler and scream and do all the other stuff. They loved it. They did. Not really. Yes, they did. They loved Not really. It. I don't even remember him from high school. Uh, I, I remember her. <laughs> I remember her. I remember her. Okay. So you remember her. You guys both, you didn't really stay in touch after high school. Oh, no. No, no. Because no. I was two years ahead of her, so I'm in college. She's still in high school, so. It was years before we actually ran back into each other again. I did not like the heckling at all. You know, I just thought it was so rude. But I just remember, you know, Michael, there's a lot of kids that went to our high school. You're talking about almost 5,000 at that particular time in the mid-70s. So, or early 70s, because you graduated in 1973 from high school. So I just kind of remember, you know, him as somebody walking down the hall. So we really never really had any conversation in high school. But then when we saw each other later in our 20s, we did remember each other. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't you attend Overbrook? And I was like, yes. And weren't you on the majorettes? Yes. Um, So it was through other mutual friends that um, we got to see each other. True. true. Just through other friends. And um, as he stated, you know, we we both married in our 20s. And... uh, he had to actually bring it back to my attention that, you know, I was at your wedding. And I was like, you really were? And he was like, yes. And he told me where it was located because it was actually in someone's home we got married uh, my first time. And I was like, oh, wow, I came to your wedding because he got married before me. And and we laughed no, I about it. married after you. You got married after me? Because you got married in 84, I got married in 86. Okay. Oh, all right. So anyways, <laughs> he's always better with the date, even with how long we've been married. Um, I had to ask him earlier today. So it's 16 years or it's 17 years because we dated, you know, almost six years prior to getting married. So, you know, sometimes I have to be reminded. So, okay. So I got married first, then you got married afterwards. And, you know, the toughest part of that was folks thought, oh, we had something going on all along. Mm. So when we did start dating, a lot of people were not happy with us at all. Um, I even ran into his. No, we ran into your ex at the supermarket. And when she saw me initially, she greeted me. Hi, how are you? And he turned that down the aisle. And when she focused on the fact that we were together, she was not happy as though this was all along. And it was not Mm -hmm. at all. It was nothing at all planned. Like, oh, we are going to start dating each other because we're, you know, separated from, you know, one another's spouses. It wasn't like that at all. Carmen and I would cross paths. We're like, we'll cross paths and keep going. Um, yeah. I remember she was working downtown. I was at the, at that time. I was a bus driver for SEPTA, which is the transportation co- company in Philadelphia. 
And I would see Carmen from time to time downtown and say, hey, how you feeling? Just that and the other. And just going about yeah. my business. And that was basically Cause it. Because, like, you know each other. Because yeah. you know each other through different circles of people. So when you see someone, you're like, oh, hi. How are you? And, and I think that's the part that attracted him to me because I was friendly, mm-hmm. you know. And I always greeted him with, oh, hi, with a smile. How are you? And then just going, you know, about my business. I had no thoughts anymore about it. Um, but again, so many people didn't like the union that was happening. And then the, here we not only had a union, we married. So the that initial circle of friends that we had, we didn't have them anymore once we got together because we stopped getting invited to certain affairs. So Which, which really didn't bother me that much. Huh? Maybe initially it did, then after a while, not at all. No. No. You talking about something random? Never expected it whatsoever. One of my best friends, uh, we were coming home from somewhere, and he said he had to stop by and go to the bathroom. So I waited outside. He goes inside the establishment. He comes back outside. He says, guess who's in there? I said, who? It was a bar. I said, Carmen. So Carmen who? (laughs) Carmen. I said, come on, man. So I go in there. I said, oh, you really are in here. So, and the the funny thing about it, we, from that night on, talked for five hours. We talked. We went someplace else. I actually, um, Followed her home, make sure she got home safely, and I went on about my business. I asked her for a phone number, and she gave it to me. So, um, went home, called her the following day. Which I did not expect. Yeah, I called her. And I was a little rude. Yeah, she was. Because I thought this was wonderful, we had a great conversation, and I guess, now this is now in our 30s, so, you know, I've kind of grown up to the extent of, I don't feel like no nonsense, I don't want to be bothered, what do you want? And so when he calls the next day, it's, oh, hi, I was like, and and my tone is different now. Mm. So he's like, Carmen, is that you? And I was like, yes, it's me. It's all like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what, what What do you want, dude? <laughs> so, it, you know, he pre- continues the conversation because I think from this wonderful conversation we have, we talk about everything and it's just so lovely that he can't, I, I could hear it in his voice, although I'm kind of being a little mean. Uh, a I, little, at, yeah, a little, a yeah. Little, not little. And not I'm a not a mean person, but I was being very stern. Yeah, very. On the phone, like, don't call this number. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, yeah. if, if, you know, I don't want this little game and I, I'm serious, you know. Mm. And this is after five hours of talking. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, listen, mm. if, you, if you're just calling to get a little whatever, one night stand here, it's not going to happen. That's what I'm thinking to myself. So he didn't back away from my not-so-nice conversation the following day. Mm -hmm. So that really, I was like, okay, well, I'll I'll go out with him. And he did. He asked me to go out. I never saw him as a player. Um, He could have been, but I never saw him in that light. Mm -hmm. But I was very defensive. I was being defensive of me. Like, oh, I don't want to go down this road. Um, I think I had just like maybe six months to a year came out of, you know, a friendship. So I had just finally put my foot down. I'm like, you know what? I don't have time. I really don't have time. But he was persistent. And good for him, uh, because I'm glad that he was. Because, again, I wasn't... Not good for both of us, but good for him. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it all turned out Uh, to be, you know, wonderful. Uh, It did. It did. Yeah, it turned out to be wonderful. Because uh, you figure, we've been married 16, but we've been together 22, going on 23 years together. So that's a lot, a lot of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of time together. Um, that we're both, sup- we're both still reflecting. Yes. Like yeah. you know what? We're still in a relationship. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is kind of cool. Yes. You know, it's it's, it's um, great. Yeah, she she was playing hard to get, and all this other stuff. And uh, I said, okay, I said, 
whatever she says, but I'm here. I'm here for the long haul. So uh, I go over. But you have to prove it. Yes, I go over to the house. Now Brandis, which is our daughter, looks at me and said, "Who are you?" I said, "My name is Mr. Mike," and she's standing inside the door, and I'm sitting on the steps. See you, my mom's friend. I said, sorta. So then her mother came to the door and she looked at me real stern too. I said, Lord have mercy, I'm going through the whole family, right? <laughs> so she looks at me real stern. They said, So hello, how you feeling? Now here's the coincidence. We start dating, our families come together, and they've been knowing each other for years. Grew up in the same neighborhood. I said, This, I don't believe it, because my cousins come around and, and knowing her aunts. They say, hey, Phyllis, hey, this, hey, that. I said, you know them? She said, yeah, we grew up in the same neighborhood. I said, oh, God. Yeah. So that in itself. But here's the big kicker why I knew that this was going to happen. Of all the women I dated, and I've taken some women around my mother, but none of them have ever went to the house without me. She did. She called me on the phone. I said, where are you? I'm at your mother's house. I said, doing what? Eating. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> I said, mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandis and, and uh, Carmen over here. I'm getting ready to give them dinner. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> Those are all signs that, you know, my mother was really, really lacking her. Because my mother can be a person that speaks her opinion. And she has. So uh, at that point, I knew that this was something special. That conversation was, was, was magnificent because we talked for five hours. But you know how you look at somebody from afar and you never get close to them? This was the first time. And that even though we've passed each other in social events, it was never like high by. This was the first time I was able to talk to her to really get to understand her. And that really impressed me on how down to earth she was. Because, you know, like I said, from, you look at a person from afar and you think, oh, eh, they don't want to be bothered with me, eh, you know, this, that, and the other. But after the conversation, that to me said, uh, this, this, this could be a winner right here. And it was, it was, it was. <laughs> so now, um, like I said before, uh, when she went over to my mother's house without me, that's a big step. All the women I've dated never did anything like that. Never. They didn't went to my mother's house, they went with me. But for somebody to go to my, my mother's house without me, and you probably said, uh, does my mother have to have approval? Not so much so, but it was just to me saying, I, I, I want to be a part of this and I'm not going to be scared to go over your parents' house without you. And she did. And now their relationship is like this. Matter of fact, she will call her here sometimes. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to your wife. I said, fine. But what led me to go to the, the his parents' home when we initially started dating uh, on Sunday, they knew that I would have to stay after church. To I'm a trustee, so they knew I had to stay after church. So they would cook dinner on Sunday. So this started to be a routine that once we left church on Sunday, we would go to his parents' home. So this particular time, which was a Sunday, I'm not sure what he was doing because just it, he wasn't there. And after church um, with my daughter, we said, let's go over there and see what they had to eat. And we went over, and I guess to his surprise, when he called to find out that we were there, it was just, you know, unbelievable. And I did want to be a part of their family also. He has, uh, his dad is now deceased. But wonderful, just wonderful, good cooks, and that definitely is a winner for me. But his mother shared a recipe with me, and uh, I remember, you know, like previous dates and and getting close to someone's mother. I was, ex I thought I was extremely close to um, uh, this person's mother, and she wouldn't give me the recipe for, you know, something she made. And so, but when his mother gave me the recipe, I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I'll open my heart up because I had closed my heart to the mother-in-law. Like, oh, I'm never going to get close to anyone's mother ever again, you know, because they're all into their sons. So I'm not going to open my heart up anymore and I'm not getting close to anybody's mother. 
and his mother changed me in that uh, perspective because she gave me her recipe. Yes. The world <laughs> the little things. <laughs> the world famous apple pie recipe. Yeah, his mother makes the best. Yes. The first time uh, Michael took me out on a date and I kind of had some bad experiences with uh, folks not knowing how to tip. So he didn't know this. So we go out to dinner and after dinner, um, I just sat there and waited to see if he knew how to tip appropriately. And when I saw that he did, it was like, ding, 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 ding. Like that was like <laughs> inside winter. He didn't, I told him later on that that was, you know, he impressed me with that. Um, I was like, gosh, you know, this guy really has some qualities here that I look to uh, in, in a man. And again, it could be the little things that just attract you to somebody. Um, because like I said, I've had uh, experiences where you go on a date and the guy didn't order because he couldn't afford it, you know? So he let you know. So I've had that experience where I've sat and ate by myself. <laughs> so this, he, like I said, that, that was a plus for me, knowing that uh, mm -hmm. he knew how to tip. Uh, the more and more you're with somebody, it fits the, the fit, or how can I say, the relationship starts to grow. I remember this one incident. She took my car one day, and she must have knew she was special. She took my car and was gone for about four hours. Just driving. I said, where'd you go? Uh, I went and picked up Brandis, and then we went for a ride. Took my car and just went on about her business. Like, she knew. I'm the one. I, I took his <laughs> car. I go anywhere I want. And she did. So, so at, at that point, I said, yeah, she has no fear. She figures that this, this is going to be my future right here. And then we went on numerous vacations together. Yeah, so we, we, we just had a good time. We always did. And you know how you get to feel that a person knows you? Certain things Karma would do. I didn't have to say anything, she just knew. And plus she could cook. Because the very first time she cooked for me, she Barbie, uh, she put a chicken breast on the grill with some of the most delicious baked beans I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> and I said, this is a winner, because she can cook, you know. <laughs> I'm not saying that women can cook, uh, but she could cook. And that was a great plus in my eyesight. Mm -hmm. Great plus, great plus. And one other thing I gotta say, um, at the time we started dating, I was not going to church. And I, I told the story even at church. And I remember what she said to me. She said, yeah, even though we're dating, I'm not giving up my church. And I'm, 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 I'm a member of Monumental Baptist Church, and, and I'm not, even though we're going out, I'm still going to go to church. I said, well, listen to her. She's trying to get tough with me. I said, yeah, right. Uh, little did I know, five years later, I would become a member of Monumental Baptist Church. I went back and, and did this, and my father said something to me. When he was dating my mother, she was going to one church, and little did he know, when they got married, he joined the same church. Uh, and. They stayed at that church over 50 years. Currently, right now, I've been a member of Monumental going on close to 18 years. And this is from the, our relationship. Because basically, it took me almost five years to join Monumental. But the more and more I went to Monumental, the more and more the family atmosphere I felt, uh, uh, this was good for me and Carmen. The people around the church knew me. They know me by my middle name, not by my first name. Most people, if you go to Monumental, they call me by my middle name. And the day we got married, pastor said, Randolph, everybody said, who's that? <laughs> That's me. So uh, most people around the church know me as Michael, but my first name is Randolph. So uh, the only thing I do around the church is R. Michael Hobson. And because, like I said, everybody knows me by my middle name. And once again, uh, once uh, we got married, it's, it's been great. I'm not going to say that everything has been, um, how can I say it, Carmen? We've had our times where we've had struggles, but our struggles have never been nothing that will go on for weeks at a time. Our struggle may go on for maybe a half a day. Then she'll say something to me, I'll say something to her, <laughs> and we're back together. I can never, ever remember us 
uh, going to bed angry or waking up angry. Never been that way. It's been nights where we've been sitting up in the bed two o'clock in the morning just talking and laughing and giggling about what has happened during the day. And that's how we are. We've always been that way. And that, that's how our relationship is. She often says that we always think alike. Cause I say, all right, do you want to do such and such? She said, yeah, funny. I was thinking the it's same funny. thing. All right, that I'll does talk. happen. I, I, I will walk in the house and say, what you doing? All right, let's, come on, let's go. Where are we going? We're going out to eat. Yeah. Oh, or, we'll, or, or we'll shop. Say you're on your way home, you want to pick up a couple of things, mm -hmm. and we'll come in the house with the same things. Right, right. It's, you know, so it's like, wow, well, I already bought that. When you asked the question about when I knew that, um, okay, this is going somewhere, because once you've been together with someone else to the point of getting married, you're like, oh my gosh, is this going to ever happen again? Do I want somebody again in my life, you know, to, to share your life with? And I guess the, the big moment for me was, uh, because one of the things, Michael was raised in the church. So he had just separated for many years after he turned 18. So when I knew, I said, this may be a possibility here, was when he did rededicate his life. And because that's that was such a big part of my life. And I knew that. And I think he saw that, that this is a big part of her life. So either I'm coming together with her on this, or we're probably gonna just go our separate ways. So um, it meant a lot to me, you know, when he walked up front and then all the young people, they got excited because they're like, oh boy, there goes Miss Carmen's boyfriend. You know, so they got excited there. about it. Huh? I was there. Okay. So they were like, oh, there goes Miss Carmen's boyfriend. So you, you saw something evolving. You knew that, okay, that's Mr. Mike, you're dating. But it just kind of maybe went up to another level of, of growing in the relationship to maybe the next step is. And that's what I was saying to myself. I was like, wow, could this mean uh, marriage? So that's kind of like, said, okay. And it didn't happen still right away. No. No. Um, but again, that was the thoughts of it. And then I guess about... Two years. What year did you come to Monumental? Ninety three. Ninety three. No, actually, no. I, I no, I started coming to Monumental when we started dating in ninety three, off and on. Off and on. And then I joined the uh, church the first Sunday of nineteen ninety eight, August of nineteen ninety eight. Okay, so August of nineteen ninety eight. You figure nineteen ninety nine, we got married. So in 1998, when I'm thinking, okay, wow, he joined in the church. And I, and I don't know if that was before or afterwards. I started having this feeling of, you know, where's this relationship going? You know, we're talking about you're six years in, you know, uh, where's, you know, which, where are we going? And um, I either at the point that he did rededicate his life and I'm thinking, okay, this is serious. We're now probably going to take the next step. Um, it wasn't happening. And I started to worry, you know, had this sense of worry. Like, oh my gosh, this, this you know, we're not going to, does he think I'm dating him forever? Yes. You know, so that's, that's what I was thinking. Yes. Am I dating him forever? Are we going to take the next step? And but the thing about it is not something we talked about. We just didn't. So, you know, I, I love couples that talk about, oh, we, we were talking about marriage. We were ready for the next step. But I guess we have really similar personalities and we just didn't talk about it. So, lo and behold, right after those thoughts I was having and a little anxiety about it, I just... No longer right after that, he he proposed. And uh, so we didn't have a long engagement. So it was like, propose, then next couple of months, we were married. Do no, you remember? No? no, no, no? no? no, no. Okay, he's so better in telling the, 
the story, but it, uh, it, it all kind of evolved uh, in no, there somewhere. And, and, uh, no, okay. here's what happened. Okay, you tell the story. The story goes as follows. And but that's I, how I, I felt. That's how she felt. And I, and I knew Carmen was wondering <laughs> if we were going to get married. I knew we were going to get married, but, you know, certain things have to... They were there, but certain things happened. The day I, I gave her the engagement ring, we were at the nursing home with my father because my father had just had a stroke and he was in the, um, rehab, going through the process, you know, getting him reacclimated of being able to walk and talk and all of the good stuff. So we're in there, she's there. So I said, hey, come here. I got something I need to talk to you about. Didn't tell a word. So we go into this private area and I opened up and I gave her the ring and she said, I screamed. She said, I screamed and so happened Brandis was there and Atia. Yeah. And I Atia said, was there that day. And so when I started screaming, of now course. We're in, a, we're in a nursing home now. Yeah. They're screaming and the people are running, going, please, you know, what's wrong? You know, like they're thinking something happened to one of the, the residents. And we're in there all screaming, and we're like, oh no, he just proposed, and so. Yeah, that, that was a great, that was a great day. It was a good surprise, mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't see it coming yeah, at, she didn't. at all. She did. But again, prior to that, I was starting to have a little bit of anxiety, and, and, and I'm like, okay. And then, it, actually, the anxiety went away when I just said, you know what, I'm not gonna even worry about this. Because if it doesn't, then I'm ready to go my own way again. You know, so, you know, you put these defense, the, the defenses up. <laughs> you do. You put in internal defenses and there I go again. And, you know, that's something that seems like I can, I can do very easily. Yeah. So I immediately start putting up my defense of thinking, okay, no problem. I'm just going to go on with, with my life. <laughs> Was Brandis excited? Oh yeah, yes. She was very excited. Yeah. Um, because again, I guess it was a ripple effect. Because as, as soon as I started screaming and I you know, saw the ring, and then uh, I believe she was happy for me. Mm -hmm. You know, She was very used to him being around because at that point, gosh, she's a teenager. When they first met each other, she was eight years old. So now, and, and first of all, when she first saw him, because he has a very, although Michael is two years older than I am, but he has a very youthful, especially when he had hair. Mm -hmm. So her first response was, oh my gosh, my mother's dating a teenager. I was looking that young. Well, that's what, that was her response. She was like, oh, I don't understand this. How, how are you dating a teenager? He wasn't a teenager. He was... Two years older than me, but he had a very, definitely a very much youthful look about him. Yes, I was concerned uh, the fact that I was now a single parent uh, because I was divorced um, and dating again, and and but then part of me wasn't because I didn't involve my daughter into my dating. So I wouldn't really bring anybody around her um, unless I was interested. So if I was initially dating someone, they may not have met her. But if I felt like, okay, you know, I'm gonna bring them around my daughter, I, I, I did. Maybe sometimes, maybe a little too soon. But at the same time, I, I, I did, I did bring someone you know, around my daughter. And I say that prior to Michael, because I was dating uh, prior to him, maybe, like I said, it's six months to a year. I don't remember the actual dates. But again, as a divorced woman with a child, single parent, it wasn't a huge concern. It wasn't. Um, I just wanted to make certain that I wasn't bringing too many people around her, <laughs> but at the same time, I didn't see it as a as a concern. One thing I 
I thought about uh, when Michael and I were I was dating. One thing we kind of I wanted to be very clear about uh, because he was in a an organization that um, there was a lot of functions on Saturday nights and maybe over the weekend. So I said to him, it was a concern of mine. And I said, um, it's not that I can't attend or I don't want to attend, but if you know, I just like advance notice and we need to keep that communication open um, out of respect. Um, if you would like me to attend with you, just so I can arrange my schedule appropriately. And I think that, um, I think he appreciated that. Um, and then I, in turn, if it was something that I wanted to attend, I said, oh, maybe he'll attend. And it was on a Sunday, if it was a special Sunday, that um, I would let him know. And that seemed to really work out in, in our relationship that it actually came to a point that he felt that the organization that he was, you know, so faithful to, that he didn't see it as um, a priority. But again, that was something, a decision that he made um, because I couldn't just step in and say, oh, I'm not going there and, or I'm not gonna hang out with you on a Saturday because I know my responsibility on a Sunday. It was, I can hang out to a certain point, but I, I still have my responsibility on Sunday and that, you know, that he's aware of it. And I think he respected that. At least I think, did you respect that? What? That we made that, the, we talked about that. Because right. we were, we, we, we had so many affairs to go to. And we went to a lot of affairs. Yeah. yeah. So and did you respect that? What? That we had that conversation about letting each other know in advance when something was coming well, I always up. let you know something in advance. That was never yeah. an issue. I'm saying, I mean, dude, did you, did you think that was good that we had that conversation? Carmen. Yes or no? W whatever. Yes or no? I know. I'm not going to say yes or no. <laughs> it's whatever. 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 It, it was okay. Well, it, 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 that's how I perceive it. That, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> That's we, a good question. We just picked that date. Because well, we knew we wanted to get married on a Sunday. On a Sunday. Yeah, we wanted a Sunday wedding. And I'm going to say this. The Lord had put that in our heart. Because little did we know two weeks later, Carmen's mother was dead. Yeah. My yeah. mother passed away. Right. Yeah, passed away too. Yeah, well, she was uh, dealing with the ailment for a while. Poor ailment. So, but exactly two weeks with later, two weeks, two weeks um, later. she did pass away. Well, one, we knew we wanted to get married on a Sunday. We had to make certain that, uh, and we wanted to do it after church. We had such a, and I still believe that we do have a great relationship with uh, the members at the church. And I, you know, sometimes you just can't invite everybody. So it's like, okay, this is so awesome. We'll, we'll have it at church and if anybody wants to stay. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Everybody stayed. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> Everybody stayed. And we also had a visiting church that day. It was late. Did you feed them all? No, because no. the reception actually was at his church, the church that he was born into, uh, New Bethlehem. So we actually left. Once we were married, we went over there. But we wanted, church had meant so much to us that we wanted everyone to be a part of that. So that's one reason we picked a Sunday. And then we had to check our passes availability. So that seemed to be the Sunday. So, but I took it a little further. So I'm like, okay, so it's Halloween. It's a Sunday. I'm with um, the this family that means so much to me. I'm gonna have a belly D look. So that's why I kind of had my hair waved and these flowers in it because I was like okay so I'm gonna have a theme wedding even though people don't realize that this is what I'm doing but in in myself I was like oh well it's Halloween so I might as well uh spice it up a little bit with the the look so my my look that day I remember saying I want to look like Billy Holiday on that day 
um, that we got uh, that we got married. You may not know that, but I yeah. did. I see it. Yeah, when thank you, you. Thankfully, I saw the photo before you said yeah. that. So I yeah, totally yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was the key. Was maybe not necessarily that it was the thirty first, but it fell on a Sunday, and that was the that was the only Sunday that kind of was open that month, and uh, so we went from there. You look for your spouse to to be there for you at a time of loss. And it really just connected even more so our relationship because when my mother passed, the first thing he said, what can I do? And not only did he say, what, I can, what can I do? He actually put a thousand dollars in my hand and said, use this for whatever you need to make certain that your mother's put away properly. So, hey, that's that, if that was another seal the deal. So, um, mm. because again, that is a, um, a, a very, it was a very emotional time. You know, it's like a high, low, high, low again. Um, you know, getting married, my mother was present, knowing that she was ill then, you can see it on some of the pictures, um, and then her passing, and then here, the person that, you know, you're pledging your love to, turns around and says, let me help support you, because I'm an only child, my mother's only child, because yes. <laughs> I, I don't want to exclude my other uh, siblings. So it was on me to handle everything, you know, and that was the first time I ever had to handle anything. And here a spouse that just says here, because sometimes it is, it is a financial burden if people don't prepare properly. Mm -hmm. So he gets huge kudos for that. Mm. And it just made us stronger. Yes. Yeah, it did. And in the process, we had just bought a house. We had to sell yeah. a house. This now, house. This house. We had to sell her house. I, yeah. I had, I had a, Cody, we went through four pieces of property within a year. I yeah. sold my house. Carmen had a house. We had to sell her house. We buying this house and then her mother died and then we had to sell that house. So, you know, I often asked her, I said, when your mother died, did you ever have a chance to grieve? Because we were just, it was just no, so I much. Didn't. We I were didn't. doing so much. We're trying to move, selling houses, no. this, that, and the other. Not at all. And because uh, I said I didn't have a chance to come up for here because it was just like. Yeah, just nonstop. Nonstop, nonstop. Yeah. From going to settlements to going back to settlements to moving, buying furniture. So we were juggling four pieces of property within a year's time. So, so, the, so again, the grieving, I, I it was a year, like a year had passed. Now you figured I got married, I lost my mom, and you just kind of go on with your daily life from work home, uh, church, you know, family, whatever needs to be taken care of. And like a year later, it seemed like it hit me. Like, what just happened? I couldn't even remember some of the things of what took place during that year, mm -hmm. you know, and it did. Because even Michael's mother asked me, she said, his mom is like real emotional type. So she said, wow, have you cried yet? You know, and I said, well, I have, but not necessarily in front of me. It's, it's tough, you know, it's, it's really tough. But um, again, to have that support, that, that was really, really great. Support in a lot of different ways, a lot of different ways. Okay, well, I was a youth leader. So we've been married three years. We knew her one year because I met her through a youth program at church. Mm -hmm. So um, it was really exciting. Um, uh, my daughter and my goddaughter were just the two, my go-to people. Anything that needed to happen at church, they were my two go-to people. And here they are about to go away to college. And I was like verbally saying, you know, who is going to replace them? These, you know, these, these, these young ladies just were the best. And I said, who's gonna replace them? Who am I gonna go to? And we had a youth meeting 
And one of the, one of the things I encourage is that they bring their friends in the neighborhood. And one Friday evening meeting, this one of the young ladies from the neighborhood brings her friend. Who's her friend? Mo. Well, she came in with a yay out for the Lord and bouncing all around and all excited. And I said, oh, at that moment, I said, I think we just got our replacements. And that's how it started. That's how it began. So from that point for a whole entire year, uh, Mo was in the youth program. And then all of a sudden things changed because we didn't know she was in care. And um, one day we came out of church and she was sitting on the steps and we were like, okay, so why weren't you in church today? And, you know, she kind of shared with us why she wasn't. And then we found out she was in care and things weren't going well. Um, and there was a possibility of moving to a group home. And uh, so I called Brandis. And Michael and I talked because the thought was, who's going to care for her? This young lady that I've known for a year, um, she knows me one way. She knows me as Miss Carmen, let's have fun. Not as Miss Carmen, the parent, but Miss Carmen, let's have fun. And uh, so I talked to Michael. Michael says, no, you have to call Brandis. You have to ask her um, before we make any decisions here on what does she think about this, that somebody's going to be moving in, you know, because you figure that's only three years into our marriage. And Brandis is leaving, so now we have an empty nest. So we call uh, Brandis and we tell her the situation. Mind you, she's met Mo. Um, and she says, well, you did a pretty good job with me. So why don't you share that with somebody else? We didn't we didn't know what we weren't anticipating that she was gonna say that. Mm -hmm. But it was a very emotional time for the both of us. We, we both cried because we were like, okay, we're getting ready to really reach out here. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, it, we're it, not sure what we're doing, but we're gonna do it. You yeah, because it's it's adjustments, like I said, yeah. Brandis is leaving to go to college. Yeah. So and man two good. weeks later. And two weeks later, here's Mo. Coming in. Coming in. Yes. So all that thinking, you're all you're gonna have an emptiness. Mm. And you know what? We just look at it as that's that's not what God wanted for us. He wanted us to say, if you have something to give, so share it. And but I will say this. We did get three years. Yeah, we got three. We got three years because all right. Then when she went off to school. Then Mo went off to school in 2006. So from 2006 to 2009 till Mo comes back home, it's just me and Carmen. Yeah. Peace, tranquility. Yeah. It, it was. It was just me and her because a lot of times. For a short time. Because we would go out to eat, didn't have to worry about cooking. <laughs> we rolled. And then we got another someone else that moved in for about a month after that. Right, right. <laughs> no, month. Mo yeah, because, yeah. Uh, Young lady moves in. Brandis's friend. Brandis calls us from California. She got a friend of mine. She goes. She's. She goes to Xavier, but she's getting ready to start University of Penn grad school. She ain't got no place else to stay. <laughs> I told her she could come stay with y'all. I said what? Yeah, dad. All uh, on the same day. All on the same day. She's coming. She coming. I said what? <laughs> dad, you, you, you got to do this for me, please. You got to do this for me, please, please, please. I said Brandis, at least give us some advance notice. I'm giving you a notice right now. She's coming. Bye. Yeah. Click. Yeah. Renata shows up at the door. Yeah. She's here for a month. Yeah. I think uh, she was able to get, get she's an apartment. apartment. Then she tells us, I really don't want to stay with go get to I wanna stay here with y'all. <laughs> Mo Mo Mo's getting ready to come. I said, all right, Renata. So I move Renata out of here. Move Mo in. Back. Back. From school. No, Mo's no. coming in here to start high school. No, she's no, still, no, 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 she's no, still no. yeah. Renata's going to going to grad school at University of Penn. Moe's moving in here permanently. This is all happening in two thousand two. I mean, it's just no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no
Well, I was in college when Renata came. Oh, that's right. She was. Excuse yeah. me. I'm right. She that's was. Okay. That's all right. I'm usually the one not good with yeah, dates, yeah. but no. Yeah, she's right. Yeah, yeah. Now, Renata is here for a month. Then yeah. right after that, Mo, Mo comes, comes back from, from school. school. So okay, it's like a transition. Yes, yeah. Mo's back. So, you know, we just don't have an empty house. <laughs> no. Not for long periods, too long of periods of time. Mm-mm. Yeah. So now Mo is yeah. back home from college. So that's that's how um, we got to know each other and uh, mm-hmm. tried to care for her the best we could, mm-hmm. you know. It can be tough sometimes because I'm a person who believes I need space after I get home from work. But part of maturing in life is understanding that you have to give up something to help someone out. And giving up my space is a big thing for me. Very big. I'm a person who still believes I need time or solitude to myself. Uh, I think it's a little bit because I was the only child. It also comes that I've owned a whole house. I've had apartments by myself. I've had all that. So space is And it's been an adjustment, but I've gotten used to it. I'm not going to say sometimes I still want my space, because sometimes I do. But in the true sense, um, when they ain't here, when I use that's bad English, when they ain't here, you start reminiscing. I wonder what they're doing now. (laughs) I wonder about this. I wonder about that. Mikhail is my granddaughter. Even though she's not my biological granddaughter, I am her grandfather. Mm -hmm. And I will never, ever deny the fact that I ain't her grandfather. Because that's her, that's the bond we have, and, and this is her grandmother, mm-hmm. and she loves this. How can I say it? There's Mo, there's Carmen, then there's me. When they're not around, then I'm the number one guy on, on the planet. But when them two come around, I'm secondary, and I've gotten used to that. <laughs> so it's just part of life. You you get used to it. It's not not Tommy. Still want my space. <laughs> I still do, because you know, as men, we like to have our space where it's just quiet where you can sit down and watch a football game, you can watch a basketball game. There's no, Michael, the printer ain't working. Yeah? I don't know what's wrong with it. Dad, what? My tablet don't work. Okay. Dad, uh, uh, something broke. Uh, okay. Michaela, Pop-Pop. Yeah, yeah, yes, Michaela. Uh, 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 I can't get on the computer. So you get used to these things. I'm not saying I still don't want my space. I want my space. <laughs> I, want, I need that because sometimes when everybody's gone, they said, what you do all day? I said, I was here by myself and it was great. <laughs> I'm washing cars. I'm able to fix stuff around the house and it's just great. I, put, I, I can do what I want at my own pace. But this is family now. This is family. This is, and uh, one thing you got to remember about family, they can get on your nerves. But you don't ever want to be without them. Amen. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. I'm going to say this to you and Cody. <laughs> and listen, this is a word of advice about marriage and love. He going to get on your nerves and you going to get on his. But he'll never say he doesn't love you and you don't love him. It's just a part of marriage. And you going to get on his very last nerve. And he gonna say, man, why am I in this situation? <laughs> but then something just happens. Like I said, that me and Carmen can have that two o'clock in the morning conversation. That's the greatest thing of a relationship. That you can sit there, lie in the bed, and just talk utter nonsense and enjoy talking utter nonsense. <laughs> and only you two understand. That's a part of relationship. That's how relationship grows. And I often wonder, and 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 I'm gonna say this. Not to say I want to die anytime soon. I look at my mother and father. Them two were together, married, and together for over 55 years. That's a long time. My father's been going on now close to 14 years. And my mother, till this day, and she'll be 91 next month, still talks about her husband like he was just going yesterday. So when you talk about black love, that's love. Somebody can be gone for 14 years and you still hold that much respect and regard. Just like Carmen. If Carmen should leave my life or I should leave hers, I often wonder how each one of us will 
focus or how we were going with our lives. But we have to go on. It's not a thing that we can stop. We're always going to have memories. We're always going to have uh, thoughts. But the part of relationship, just can't give up on. You just can't because, you know, we, we walk together by God. And like I said before, we, we, we've had our battles. She has her way. Because I funny this morning, I was messing with her at the hotel. I said, you're always disputing me. And the reason why I got that word, my father used to say that to my mother all the time. And I, I fell out laughing because it's funny how you watch your parents and you pick up certain things. So I was messing with you. I said, you always dispute me. Anytime I tell you to go left, you want to go right. If I tell you to sit down, you want to stand up. If I tell you don't go, you say, I'm going. And you know, it's just a part of relationship. She can get away with things that no other woman on the face of this earth can get away with. Do you hear me? I'm supposed to. Yeah, but sometimes she just takes <laughs> right? advantage of it. I'm supposed to. But, but women do take advantage of men because they know they can get away with it. But if we do the same thing, well, you know, you know, I said, please. <laughs> and sometimes I had to sit there and listen, even though I know I'm right, just to make her feel good. You know, you know, but. And, and one of the things that Michael said, he's uh, only child. I was raised as an only child. So you're talking about two people very independent Fair. prior to uh, coming into adulthood and having your own places to live. and. So it was a lot of independence. And I, I thought about that. I was like, hmm, how is this going to work? Because we're truly two independent people here. And uh, initially, uh, Michael used to say, I, 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 like, uh, or my, my house, or, and then, and then I was like, what did you say? And he says, what? I said, you, you weren't inclusive. So, and I think that's taken time over the years of us being together to, to, to be inclusive that we were out and um, I just started talking to somebody. I don't know where we were. And he said, and I went to talk to the person and he was in ear distance. And I said, oh, my daughter. And he said, excuse me, uh, hello. And I said, what? He said, my and so I was like, right, you're right, our. But it took us a while to, to for that oneness yes. uh, to come together. That's why. Uh, we're oneness in certain things, and we're individuals in others. Oh, yeah, and we have to be. This, this is a part of, 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 of growing together, that's two. Uh, because you grow together, that certain things can be said. And certain things don't have to be said, but that conversation goes on. Because a Carmen can look at me and I can look at her, and we get denied. Both of us get denied, meaning, yeah, we hear, but we don't hear. We're going to go about our business. And we've done this in too many situations. She'll look at me, I'll look at her. She said, okay, let's go. That's how it is. Yeah, it's like a, it's a mutual it, it's a mutual understanding. But that comes with time. Right. And that's, that's the part that people really have to understand. It comes with, with 